the gumptious gumshoes have interviewed an alley resident and snooped through the home of the victim's wife. But are they prepared to meet the esteemed Quentin Redstone? And what part does he play in this murderous mystery? Yeah, so he sits there, he kind of goffs. Scoff? Guffaw? Makes it a repose? Oh! At the, at the comment of you thinking that you all are just going to roll right in and talk to Quentin. I don't think I rightly care who says his importance is... Whatever! I don't give two dams what they say. I, we need to speak with this man on behalf of an investigation into a murder. Do you have an appointment? I don't, I think... I'm once again having a hard time understanding where that's our problem. I think the law usurps an appointment. Well, let me put it like this. Your employer is wanted for questioning involving murder of one of his employees. And if, if, if you don't comply, we'll have to come back with a warrant. And I don't think you'll likely find if we have to come around snooping for things that we didn't intend looking for in the first place. Roll intimidation check. So, yeah, I'll let him do it. Oh, yeah, 18. Done, yeah, with whatever you got. Uh, yeah, he goes, uh, partner's right. Uh, so he's got a mess that he wants to uh, sweep under the metaphorical rug. This is better ground. Think about it like this. We're doing him a favor. I'm just going to ask him questions right now. He puts the sandwich down on a plate in there, a little wooden plate. He goes, um, I'll go see if if Mr. Quentin isn't right now. That's very smart. Buddy. He gets up from his little tiny booth. Yeah, I want to make sure and see where he's going so he's not giving his boss the tip off and he can flee. Yeah. I want to, like, if I don't have to follow him and I can just watch where he's going, I will. How but if he people? goes out of sight, I want to I want to see where he's trying to see where he's going. How many people are around this? Uh you see um so this opens up. There's like a tiny desk right there in the middle. And this room's pretty empty. This must be some kind of just like a waiting area where it just opens right up to them. See a couple chairs, tiny little tables. Kind of like a hotel lobby. I want to go behind the desk. Okay, yeah, he slinks away. Uh, back there, you see it's just kind of like, well, let me set the scene first. You know what you're looking at first. Uh, there's the desk, and then maybe five feet behind that is just the back wall. And you can see a double set of double doors right there to the, like, if you're looking at the desk to the left. He goes and opens up one of the double doors and closes it behind it. These are glass. Uh, and it looks like it goes down a hallway somewhere, but you see him go to the end of the hallway and turn. Is there anything with... And then, yeah, you sneak behind the desk. Uh, the only thing you see immediately <laughs> without a check is a half-eaten sandwich, a folded newspaper, uh, a pipe, and um, basically just some like little ink quills and stuff. Just some office supplies. <laughs> Some parchment, some quills, ink pot, and an ink well. I'll look over at him and I'll say, uh, You think we can trust him? Should I follow him? Hmm. Well, yeah, I'd say so. Well, you know what? Let me do it. Might be giving us the slip. 
think I can tell them and stay pretty quick, close and do it quickly. You're quicker than I, anyway. I'll take At this a look. point. He's already walked down the hall, and by the time you peek through the glass door, he's already turned to the right out of sight. Went around the corner. All right, I'll go ahead and get going. I'll uh, I'll roll stealth. Okay. And I'll look inconspicuous, still standing in front of the desk like I'm waiting for him to come back, and I'm not searching. That's a nat 20. That's 22. Fun. Oh, yeah. No. You you put, you like bite your lip and hold the seal of the door and then grab like this large brass handle. Like a, it's like a pipe handle. You grab that and you pull the door open as quietly as you can and pull it quiet back. He's already like around the corner, just like, oh, yeah. I'd... <laughs> yeah, and you start to go down this hallway, and you hear at the end of it, you hear a large door go close shut. Mm. But you are now in this hallway, uh, pretty well. You think if if anybody would have, if there are any, there's a couple side rooms you see right here. These aren't glass doors though; these are just wooden doors with no kind of window or anything on them. You assume if somebody was in any of these and heard you come to the door, they might think somebody else is in the hallway. But you didn't make a noise, so okay. Then, yeah, I'm going to continue down this hallway, and I'm going to put my ear to this door. All the way at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you turn right, and it looks like this snakes are, like, all the way down to the end. There's a big, and then it opens up just a bit, and you see some, like, potted plants, like another little table down there, and then, like, a big double wooden door. Yeah, you kind of creep up to that door. You push your ear up to it. Make a, uh, make a perception check. Hey, fifteen. You hear a little bit of murmuring at first, like you're not quite picking it up, and then you kind of squint a little bit, try to focus your hearing, maybe cup your other ear. As the murmuring goes from a to more of a, yeah, they're outside. They said they they were going to get a warrant, and I don't know. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we at least let them back in here to talk? I I don't want to get in trouble for nothing at all. Um, and then as you hear a louder voice kind of go, <laughs> silly child, we <laughs> not getting in trouble for nothing today. It's, he says, why don't you, uh, why don't you let our friends come on back now? As he goes, as soon as he says that, we go ahead and start it. Yeah, and you just kind of catch the tail end of it, and he goes, all right, boss, I'll go. As you head on back. Yeah, and you, you hear the doors open. As you're like closing that glass door real slowly, <laughs> as he comes walk, you can see him walking back down the hallway, and he opens up that glass door. No, I'll just be like, good, bad, like, oh, oh, you got me with the double eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. If he gives me the double eyebrows, I'll just give him a nod. Uh, yeah, he opens up the door and he goes, uh, yeah, my boss said, uh, you can come on back. Uh, he'll speak to you. He'll cooperate in whatever way he needs you to. He can to you. Uh, he he said, "Well, don't, perfect. Don't hurt yourself." Sir. Yeah, he holds the door up before he goes. Go all the way down to the end. Take a right. Go all the way down to the end, and then you're there. All right. Well, we appreciate right your cooperation. Thank you. Right. Yeah, he as he closes the door, like they're they're kind of heavy glass doors. And he, I guess he doesn't want it to slam or something. He kind of closes it. I'll like behind look behind you. me until the door closes, and I'll say, uh, "What you got?" As we're walking, taking our time to get back there. Well, uh, Clinton, it seems. 
in there said that they won't get in trouble for anything today. It very much seems as though... It seems like they've done something they should Right. seems like they're hiding something. Good to know. We know the right kind of questions to ask. I believe so. We'll see if a little pressure makes this one crack. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure, but let's take a look and see how he reacts. Because if he's the one pulling the strings behind all this, he's a very meticulous, intelligent fella. Once again, I'll let you ask the questions. I'm going to put some pressure by walking around. Sounds good to me. Yeah, you walk through here, uh, through this hallway, wooden floor, but it's lined with like a nice, uh, soft, like red felt carpet, so it kind of muffles the footsteps a bit. You get back to the inn, and uh, there's a large set of wooden, finely carved double doors. I'll just walk up to it and... You hear <clears throat> The door's unlocked, you're free to come on in. I'll just look like eyes with him and then open the door. Yeah, you open it up. Uh, when you first step in here, you see a... It's not a, it's not a large office. But you can tell that this man enjoys the finer things. Um, his desk is this large, uh, like, black, almost oak finished desk with ornate carvings around it. There's a stack of papers on one side of him. It looks like it's parchments that are rolled up and sealed. On the other side is just some flat papers. Maybe he's just pulling things off, marking notes, folding them up, getting ready to send out, whatever. Um... He has two large chairs in front of him, office chairs. They look very comfortable. Uh, he has a window that opens up behind him. There's a, round, a large glass round window that sits behind him that has um, a drape hanging over it. Some potted plants in the corners of uh, every corner of the room. Looks like he has a little lounge area over to the right immediately as you walk in. He's got a little, a nice like cherry red couch with, uh, you can see a bunch of alcohol bottles over there. Uh, some paintings on the wall. Definitely enjoys the finer things in life from that. Uh, he has uh, hanging candles. Uh, as well as a few, like... Chandelier? Yes. Okay. It's like a glass. It almost looks glass, maybe? It just looks really fancy. Uh, hanging up there. Uh, yeah, it just looks like an... If there was a guy who ever was the epitome of I'm the boss of this place, it was this guy. What does he look like? Quentin is a... The best way to describe him from a reference is he looks like Kingpin. So <laughs> he is very much just... He's a squared-bodied individual with just... He's that fucking big, too? Uh, he hasn't stood up yet. He's still sitting at his desk. Oh, but shit. sitting in his desk, he's easily... Almost to like, how tall did you say you were, Caleb? Six character three. six three. He's probably like underneath your chest, just sitting, and you're standing up. Yeah. So this guy's probably massive when he stands up, but he's just like a big, hulking, buff guy. He kind of has a slightly darker complexion, uh, no hair. He is completely shaved bald, clean. Yeah, he's wearing a uh, a dark red, uh, like a dark black suit. With pinstripes. Oh, he, the pinstripes? Yeah. Okay, maybe. <laughs> He's about to out. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark black suit with like slightly red pinstripes. And you can tell he has really nice uh, 
Oh, he's got the cuff like cuff links. No, too. no, that's cold. No, that's cold. He's got the cuff, and he's got he's got almost kind of like a, uh, almost like a mutton chop situation. It's like a really full mustache that comes down and starts to go into mutton chops, but you can he's tell gotta, that he's cut he's it. Gotta, he's got to fuck with our mustache game too. This guy, it, like I said, if there was ever anybody who was the boss of a business. This is the boss baby right here. I'm going to go ahead and just add this to my character. He didn't have it before, but he does now. It's a pocket watch. Just chilling in his pocket inside of his little breast Jeez, pocket. Jeez, what time is it? Yeah. Oh. I'll pull it out eventually. We'll see. I'll kind of we'll step see. in and uh, take my hat back. off, take off my jacket, hang it on the coat rack, exposing my just balded top head, but that white, bushy, wiry hair on the sides. Of course. And I'll say... Uh, Thank you for your time, uh, Quinton. We appreciate it. Just have a few questions for you. I'll take off my hat as well, and I'll extend an arm to shake his hand. That way, hopefully, he stands up. The thing that shocks the both of you, though, as he's like, he's kind of looking down like he's finishing scribbling something as you walk in, and he goes, Have a seat, boys. I uh, don't want to keep the bureau on their feet. Hold on one second. As he finishes writing something, he folds it up, puts it to the side. When he pulls his head up, when he pulls his head up from writing, he's a half-elf. You can tell from his ears. Interesting. So, he uh, sits there and he goes, now uh, he leans back in his chair, his chair creaks. And he leans back in and he goes, what can I do the Bureau boys today? What can I do for you? Well, we just had a couple of questions about... Uh, but, 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 hold on, where are my manners? Would you all care for a drink while you're here? We just had a couple of questions about a certain employee of yours. I take that as no drinks on the job, I'd assume. Smart choice. A question about what? An employee of yours. Go right ahead. Tyron Pinequill. Pinequill. Excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we we roll in there trying to seem like just legit, and then you, <laughs> you say his name. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's hilarious. It's been a long day already. I bet. Tyron Pinquill. 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 Let me see. Let me I had see. to make sure say his name right. the second time around. He goes. Too. Let me uh Pinquill. Let me check the ledger real quick. See, I fucked up when I wrote it down, and so it kind of looks like there's only there could be a knee <laughs> right there. <laughs> he, so, goes, he goes, Pinkle, oh, Pinkwheel. Huh. I do have numerous employees. Let me check my ledger. He stands up from his. When he gets up. When I said Kingpin, this man stands up, and he is easily like. How tall are you? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Six, this man is easily like 6'8". Alright, all right. And bulky as hell, too. You can tell. When he gets up, you finally see like the actual... This suit is like when Dwayne The Rock Johnson wears the suit. Okay. This dude is just like... Alright. He's built different. Yeah, he's built... If anybody's built different, it's this man right here. Alright, fair enough. Yeah, he gets up and he uh, walks... I like look at him and I'm like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he walks <laughs> over... Uh, if, if you're looking at his desk, he walks over to the right, and uh, he has a big book over there that he flips open. He goes, "Pin, you said pinwheel, correct?" 
That's good. Okay, okay. He flips open, you assume maybe it's by alphabet, you don't know, and he goes, Oh, yes? Right here, Tyron Penquill, uh... What exactly are you digging around with my employees about? Well, your employee... Did you notice that he showed up to work today? Actually, I have not. That is strange. He's usually quite on time. Interesting that you didn't know who he was, but now you know if he was on time. Anyways, of course. I'll say you realize he was killed last night, right? Like he killed one of my employees. He was murdered. Yes. What we're here to figure out is if he was murdered out of an ulterior, ulterior motive. Or if he was killed for what he was carrying for your company. Can you tell me what he was delivering last night, sir? Well, I don't put all my hands in every single basket, so to say. But you know who does. Who's the person we need to talk to that knows what that man was delivering last night? Well, you are the head of this company, are you, brother? Why don't you all follow me to the ledger room? I'm sure we can get to the as he, uh, he does have the fucking cufflinks. Just come with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just follow me as he leads out of the room. I'll look at him and I'll say, or I'll just kind of with my eyes kind of be like, we trust this guy. Give him like that kind of glance back and forth. Yeah, and I'll give you a glance back. Absolutely. Yeah, as he's walking down the hallway with you guys, he goes, I know I don't know all of them personally, but I do know that Penquill was a good one. I, I heard his name tossed around quite a bit around here. It seemed as though he did quite a good job. And I admire that in my employees, sticking through to the job. But, they do any jobs that might cost them that life? Well, I, we do tell them that if you're running jobs at night, you do run the risk of highwaymen, as he quote, finger quotes, highwaymen, so to say, and back alley brigands, so they know the risk. Well, this didn't look like no highwayman type of job. This looked like a hit. A hit? You think somebody was targeting my men? That's what it looks like. What well, is most concerning? Uh, oh, here we are right here. As he takes you to the not the very first room that would have been on your right, but the second room on your right when you first walk in this hallway. He opens it up, and this is just littered with books and papers, stacks of papers and uh, ledgers that are uh, tied together with string and rope. But let me ask you this. So they know that you offer jobs that put your employees at risk because you tell them these risks, correct? That is correct. Don't you seem? Don't you think that might be a bit unethical? Did they receive well, any sort of incentive for taking such a risk? I feel as though we pay pretty well. During the day or at night? Well, everybody knows the night jobs pay better. Like he kind of he looks down for a minute, he looks up at you, and he kind of pumps his arms out of his sleeves a bit and adjusts his cuffs, and he says, well, "Let me tell you." You came in here to criticize my company. I know 
like all companies in Xanthium, it is tooth and nail to stay afloat. This city charges outrageous prices. I am just trying to run a business. Now, might I do some things that aren't up to snuff, so to say, up to code, maybe a little unethical, perhaps, but it's nothing too dangerous. Running at night, they know the risk. Okay, so I use some back alley warehouses. All right, with a, okay, questionable. <laughs> we'll take that down as another offense to possibly look into. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just business, boys. Now, just business can be swept under the rug a little bit if we can get some information that possibly leads to arrest. I care about your employees, you said. Oh, what do you know? You said you've heard good things about uh, Tyron. I do, I do. I've heard some things lately. Uh, you happen to know anything maybe about him that he might have done that gave him some enemies? Somebody that meant to do him harm. Well, Whatever I'm... he was carrying also, which, by the way, don't let me keep you, uh, in terms of letting us know who's going to be able to give us that information. As you're standing here in the doorway of this ledger room, you see a gnome poke his head out from behind a shelf of stuff with some glasses that have, like, the magnifiers on them, and they flip up, and he goes, Am I, uh, Quentin, uh, what are these bozos doing here? What are we, what's going on? I got work to do. And he goes, Ah, okay, sorry. My apologies. Uh, this is the foreman. He's the one that assigns all the tasks. This is a uh, squill. Please don't laugh at his name. He's very sensitive about it. But, <laughs> but squill here, he's in charge of all the ledgers and the tasks. Uh, we call him the foreman, so to say. Squill um, foreman. I mean, his name is not Squill Foreman, but he is Squill. I believe it is S-Q-W-I-L-L. Squill from there. All right. All but he's right. an excellent Slash. bookkeeper. Squill, uh, what oh, do you know Lord. about... <laughs> it gets harder every time you say it. <laughs> is that short for Squilliam? <laughs> I, would not, I would not know, sir. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. That's a good that one. That was the first name that popped to my head. <laughs> Squill. 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 <laughs> Squill. <laughs> no, I love that. He looks at he looks at him and he goes, Squill, what do you know of a um Tyron Tyron Penquill? Squill goes, Ah, oh, yes, uh he um ah, what do I remember about him? Oh yeah. Uh pretty much always on time. Does his jobs pretty quick. Uh seems pretty friendly enough. All the other runners around here really liked him. Um I know I think he said he lives on the west side of town, but he wanted to take some jobs on the east side of town just to get away from the house for a bit. Said him and the missus were in the middle of something. That's about all I, I mean, that's about all I can give you right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Little lover's spat, perhaps? Quentin goes, <laughs> who am I to judge? I definitely have had my issues in love as well. <clears throat> Interesting. You happen to know, looking and talking to Squill, you happen to know what he was delivering yesterday that, that uh, cost him his life? 
his life. Quentin, what happened? Ah, looks like he was running a late night gig last night and uh, didn't pay off. As Squill goes, ah, damn, yeah. All right, uh, yeah, give me a second. I'll check the ledges as his glasses flip back down. And you just hear, you're up. I'll and say then, as I'm kind of looking around the room, is uh, Quentin still in here? Uh, yeah, he's standing in the doorway. I'll say, uh, now you said he was faster than the other runners. Uh, was there some debt that needed to be uh, paid that was owed? Uh, you hear Squill. Paper's going. He goes, ah, if he ever was, he never mentioned it to me, but uh, seemed like he liked this job a lot. Always, uh, always had people coming around saying, uh, you know, good reviews and such, saying that he was one of the one of the best. He was very friendly, personable. Was, ah, here it is, here it is. <clears throat> so he walks, comes back with like this big ass ledger, drops on the table, <clears throat> flips it open. He goes, ah, ba -ba 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 -ba. here it is. Last night he was running over. Looks like he was running over by the, uh, he looks up at Quentin, and Quentin goes, he was running over in the what? Uh, he was running over in the Eastern Warehouse District. You know, if I take a look at that ledger that you're talking, about, talking about right now. Quentin goes, <laughs> go right ahead. Squill just, spins the, uh, the ledger around. You might pointing it out to he points right on the page, and it says, Tyron Penquill to pick up package, Eastern Warehouse, in quotes, district. Now, I might be missing something, Squill. Uh, Quentin, you also might be able to chime in here. It's a particular reason why warehouse is seeming like a code for something else. Anything we need to know about at all. He goes, ah. You might want to choose your next statement very carefully, sir. He, goes, he looks up a bit, <sighs> cricks his neck. He goes, well, you remember how I mentioned earlier that we did some things a little off the books, so to say? Do you, in fact, remember that, yes. Well, this is a warehouse where sometimes I pick up and acquire goods to be delivered to other individuals. How about we cut the shit? What are you doing? You know what? This sounds like a business proposition. One that I'm glad to make with you. I'll tell you this if you forget. And I'll help you out if you forget what I'm about Full to tell you. for whatever you tell us that allows us to catch the perpetrator who has killed Tyler. Alright. That warehouse district I work around in, over on that side of town, it's a little neighborhood called Tabaxi Alley. It's where a lot of uh, displaced uh, animal folk, and Tabaxi in particular, from the name if you could not tell, uh, kind of collect, gather around, community of sorts, but uh, easy to exploit them, so to say. So I use them for some cheap packing labor and moving some things around. 
just to get it into the city first. And then, to avoid some taxes, naturally. And then I have some of my employees go pick up from there and run. Anybody there in town that might have an issue with your sweatshop uh, setup you've got going on? I suppose some of the tabaxi would probably not be too happy about it, but... You think they'd retaliate and kill one of your runners? And get caught and get them all thrown out of Xantheon? Doubtful. Well, they made sure to take any valid uh, evidence of his identification off of him, minus one thing, that led us here. So I just wonder why kill a courier for his goods if they cared about knowing who he was. Well, I suppose that is a good question that I also like to know the answer to. I want you all to find whoever did this to one of my best employees. But I think I might have given you everything that I know so thus far. I want to make an insight check to see how genuine that is. Yeah. Fifteen. Um, let's go. You can probably... Kind of sounds like there's stuff that he's leaving out just about his business in general. And maybe some stuff about what actually gets moved around and maybe what he could have had on him. But he's you kind of pick up that maybe he doesn't know exactly what he had on him that night. But you kind of know maybe the general goods that they move out of there are things that people would want to steal. I look over to Squill and say, uh, what about you? Would you happen to know what our what our victim was taking that night that was worth his life? Potentially. Can't say that I do. I just sign the books and give the tasks. Is there anyone that would have note of what he was carrying? The inventory? Surely someone tracks the inventory coming and going. My only guess? Somebody at the warehouse. Maybe check that out. Yeah, he says that, and Quentin goes, Uh, by all means, if you want to go check that place out, you have my full permission. Just keep me abreast to your operations, and I'll see if I can help as best I can. Thank you, sir. You've been very helpful. I'll say it like in a sarcastic way. Say, um, well, I think we've got what we need. What do you think? I suppose. I'll just kind of squint and like look him up and down. He goes, and about that business proposition, I'd say that contract has been signed as of this moment. We'll see. We'll be in touch. Yeah, then I'll just leave. As he, yeah, he goes out to the hallway and opens that glass door for you. They'd make the stipulation there. As I go back into his office and get my hat and coat before I leave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Any information that leads to the apprehension of a suspect. So, we'll see. And I'll turn around. Yeah, we'll say that he took you guys back to his office real quick so you could grab your coats and stuff. And you say that to him. And he goes, well, I guess businesses were formed on stipulation. I believe that they were. He kind of gives you a look, too. Uh, yeah, and he's standing there, centered in the middle of his office, with his hands out like this, and he's like, 
But again, gentlemen, I'm an open book. Whatever you need. His hands reached out like that. He goes, I'll see you soon, or hear from you, hopefully. As I said, we'll be in touch. Good day, sir. And I'll just tip my hat at him. Uh, yeah, before you leave, make a... Make a perception check before you leave his office. Ooh, 18. 18, you notice... Arabs and pigs. (laughs) You notice before you leave, uh, one of the paintings on the wall looks to be like a, uh, a scene of rolling hills. And you can see that there are two figures atop a hill, and it looks like they are flying a kite. Noted. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And you guys leave, and you walk out the hallway, and uh, back out into the main area. And that guy at the front desk, like, looks over at you, and he has, like, one big bite of a sandwich. Like, you caught him in the last bite, and he's like, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, good lord. Sorry. <clears throat> I hope it was good help. Uh, if you need, the, okay, bye. Don't the door is right there. It's not worth seeing the gates of Korth for a sandwich, friend. What? Good, good, good day. Good day. He just pulls the paper back out. <laughs> yeah, as we're leaving, how old was this guy? Did he the front? Old? Yeah. Ah, he looks like he's maybe in his 30s. These young kids these days don't know anything about history. It's unfortunate. Or theology. That fellow was about my age. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) That was an insult. I'll say, uh... I don't understand what you said, so I'll take it as a threat. Well, that man was a downright scoundrel. We'll say that. Well, yeah. Certainly couldn't believe uh, a single word out of his mouth, for sure. Did you see that painting behind his desk? Which one? One of the two figures at the top of a hill flying a kite. I, I, I miss that one. I miss that one. Something's something's up with the kites. There's one in his wife's house. She loved kites. I think this might be the one that signed uh, his employee's death warrant. I'm I'm not quite sure just yet, but I certainly can't rule him out. I mean, he's hiding something. I just don't know what. I think obviously. What was Quentin's last name? Warehouse. Uh, Redstone. Quentin. Quentin Redstone of Redstone Movers. R R. Rasheel Redstone, perhaps. That. That's. That would be a possibility. You think that maybe she got mixed up and so she was cheating on him. I don't I think fucking knew. Just think about it this way. She said her husband always knew she liked kites. Didn't mean she was have, having to talk about our dear friend Tyron. Since there were two then, figures at the top of that hill in the paint. Why would he be going around? Sketching cots and making maybe he caught maybe he caught wind that she loved him. Maybe she wanted he wanted to win back her affection by 
making what she ultimately wanted for whatever reason. I think Quentin and her are together. Just a hunch, but that's what I'm going with so far. I, I, I started out thinking she was a cheating, trifling bitch. So, Adequately I, said. I couldn't agree more at this point. I we all step back out onto the street. That's the only <laughs> thing anyone walking by catches is him just saying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah, as you get a as you get a buzz in your pocket. Alabaster. Did you learn anything new? Keep me updated. Visited movers. No proof Quentin, his boss, was involved, but have suspicions. Um, going to see his warehouse for clues. Yeah. Uh, you get a buzz back a minute later. Uh, be safe. Report back soon. Good luck. Can I respond one more time? Yeah. I'll say, investigate Quentin Redstone if you have time. And, well, he wouldn't tell me right then and there he said. You'd just be seeing me going... <laughs> okay, if I see you, if I see you talking to him, I'll say, uh, tell him to send somebody. Oh yeah, me doing this. <laughs> tell him to send somebody on watch to watch the, the company. Yeah, and before I send that last part, I'll say, also consider watch on movers building. Yeah, um, you just get a buzz back that says, copy that. Awesome. All right, let's go see the sweatshop. Hopefully we'll be able to turn up something of use here. Can't imagine there being many clues there, though, if you willingly let us... It's not the clues I'm looking for, really. It's what other people might know. There's got to be a group of tabaxi here that are that can't stand this guy. You're going to be scared to talk to us in retaliation for what he wants to do. It's true. We'll have to convince them that there's some that we're onto. Yeah, so you would know, because you have a map, where Tabaxi Alley is. You've kind of marked it down before. It is also over in the southeast part of town. Kind of not super close, but close to where he, close was. To where he was killed, where the body was found. Okay. So yeah, you guys spend maybe an hour getting over there, that side of town. Uh, and you roll up in this place that is literally these very tight back street alleyway corridors. There's a lot of laundry strung between windows. Uh, you see a bunch of like little kind of animal folk playing around in the street and they see you coming and they go, <laughs> they all like whisper to each other and then scatter off. Um, yeah, you see a bunch of tabaxi back here kind of. You know, just sitting around, fucking milling. Uh, yeah, and it is very dirty back here. Clearly, this is the place where 
this is the only place where they feel like they can be safe, or they were like shunted to, so they weren't like on the front streets. Very um, very not great living conditions. You kind of feel sorry for them, really. Hmm. Well, what should we do about that? I guess we gotta go to the warehouse. Yeah, uh, you know that some of the warehouses are kind of in the... So if this is the southeast quadrant of the city, you would know that they're kind of more in the north part of that. So you kind of walk up that way. Uh, yeah, and eventually you find some places with like these large sliding doors, wooden doors that you'd assume would lead into warehouses. Do I see people just... Are they all just watching us now that we've come down here? There's a couple people you can see like propped up on the corner, like two or three of them at a time, just kind of like eyeing you as you walk by. Are there any people actively working in this warehouse? Uh, you see one that has a door open and you see people in there. The rest of them look like the doors are closed. You can see it's kind of just like lines of the streets, really. There's like one big door here and then it kind of goes down maybe like every 40, man, maybe like 50, 60 feet there's another door. You can see maybe five of them on one side, five on the other. But this first one over on your right, the door's open and you can see people moving some tabaxi and other kind of, you know, animal folk, fae folk type people moving some boxes and crates out from that warehouse. Yeah, I'll go in there. Okay, yeah, you walk up and uh, you kind of see just some people moving some stuff around in there and uh, one tabaxi comes up to you. Uh, like very dark fur tabaxi, maybe brown with some golden spots on him. And he goes, what's uh, what's a couple of two yous like you coming around here for? Huh? Just have a couple questions. You have happened to give a package to an individual by the last name Pinquill last night, did you? Was he a human? Yes. Nah, I don't. Tyron? Our warehouse no deal on that right now. Um, he kind of looks around, looks over his shoulders, and he goes, Try, uh, try warehouse eight. So he props his head down to the side a little bit. You can see it all the way down, and then over on the left. It's the very last one on the left. Appreciate your cooperation. And I'll kind of stick my hand out with a silver piece in my palm. You can give it to him. Yeah, he sticks his paw out, grabs it back, slips that down in his pocket, and he goes, Anything other, any helpful <coughs> tips or advice you might be able to give us, friend? So I kind of give him a, like a forced emphasis on friend. Because, uh, I'm not looking for no trouble, but, uh, that warehouse eight saw some people moving some stuff out through their humans. Moving a lot of stuff out of there the other day. Maybe about the start of the week. Any they idea only, what they were moving? I'm only doing it at night. I know I got night vision. It's still hard to see. Let's see. So look over at him. Appreciate it, friend. We were never here and we never saw you. Didn't want you to be here in the first place. Turns yeah, around. yeah, I'll just leave. And go to Warehouse, warehouse 8. Well, yeah, you walk down there. It looks like there is a warehouse that could be behind it, maybe, but it is. it doesn't have a number or anything on it, but you see eight right there. And, uh, yeah, it's a big, heavy door just waiting to be opened. I'll say, uh, 
I think we might try to get some eyes on what's going on inside before they know we're here. That makes one move, sure. I to say, I might be able to talk to whoever answers the door. Maybe you slip around back, see if you see anything. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll wait. Ahead. I'll wait a decent little bit for him to get out of sight. <laughs> yeah, right you uh, the, the space between the warehouses, very thin, very very thin. Like they just built these all right next to each other in just all the same way. But uh, you can get through there, but it's gonna be it'll be tough. Alright, well, I'll go ahead and start out with a stealth check. Uh, 15. 15? Uh, yeah, you kind of get in there a little bit. You get comfortable with the, how tight the space is between the place, and you just kind of... And then you kind of, like, start sliding through that narrow gap. And yeah, you feel like you're pretty hidden. So you slide down. It, these things are longer than they are wide. You were like, okay, they're maybe they're like sixty feet wide. Cool. If you look at it, now this thing's like easily hundred and fifty feet long on the backside. And you're having you're having to like side shuffle in there? Yeah. It looks Ooh, like it goes fun. out to the other side and then maybe just it looks like maybe there's a wall, but it's really far down there. It's hard to tell exactly whether you'd be able to go behind the building because if that wall's past it or not, through your perception. Um but you do see like a window that's maybe, I don't know, eight feet up, ten feet down. So you kind of slide your way down that way, and you try to look in. Yeah. Okay. I have to say, I bet if they're so close together, you could push your get your feet and push yourself against the back wall of the other building. Yeah, make, a, make an athletics check to get a good view of this window. Nope. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you kind of start to like your first try. You're like, I'll just grab it with my fingers and try to pull up and see. And you like get kind of what you think is a grip, and you pull up, and you realize it's way too thin, and you just kind of <laughs> fall back down in the gap. Yeah, sounds about right. I would have just waited maybe a minute or so, and then finally I would have. It's like a door that slides open. Yeah, it's this big door. Um, the people who are listening can't see this. It's basically the size of this, and there's just a big handle right there, and you pull it. So it's maybe, I'll what eight feet wide. It's a, it's like an eight by ten door, like large wooden sliding door. I'll kind of pull on it and open it, maybe about three or four inches, where some of my face could be exposed, and just kind of look in there. You look in there. It is dark. Can't see anything, but from what you can hear, it sounds empty. Let's see here. I'll pull a, I'll pull a candle out, the other candle I have, short candle, mm -hmm. and just not to risk it, I'll then actually pull out a match pack and start, try to strike it. Uh, yeah, roll a twenty to see if you light it. <laughs> no, yeah, you go to strike that first match and doesn't light. I'll use it on motherfucker. That one also does not light, but. When you're kind of sparking, you're getting a little bit of a spark and you have that little bit of that sliver open in the door, you're getting a, a little bit of a view in there and it looks very damp. Like maybe some of the rain kind of washed in from the other night. Uh, but you don't see anything in here. You see, just from your little bit of a glimpse, you see some shelves, but they look empty. Hmm. All right. So that means each match pack had 10, right? Yeah. Okay. 
so now I have 28. Still a lot. I'll do, I'll drive one more time. Motherfucker! Yeah, no. <laughs> you strike it <laughs> again hilarious. and it doesn't light. <laughs> you know what, in this case, I'm just going to cast Cantrip on the short candle. Let's mm. see if it works. Motherfucking no! Yeah, you go to cast can, uh, oh, Cantrip shit. on this candle and your glove, you're like concentrating on it. And you can like feel it starting to heat up in your glove, but you just like... <sighs> you just can't focus enough to I'll get it to light. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and then finally you just kind of like... You kind of like, fuck! And, then, and it just, like a spark, it lights up your candle. God, I hate then I'll, yeah, then I'll just walk in there. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing over in the little... I'm going to try to make another athletics check. I yeah, guess. go for it. <gasps> we get here and then we yeah. start fucking up. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, you kind of like put your back up on it a little bit and like wedge yourself in this alley and kind of slide your way up to the window a bit and you get a good view. Uh, when you look in there, you can actually see his candle far off on the other side. And like a little glimmer of light from where he opened the door, you can see a little bit of his candle flickering over there. But from what you're, from that little bit of light glinting in, and a little bit from this window where you're peering in, plus it's cloudy and overcast out. You just from what you can see in whatever this room is, is basically what uh, you saw, Crane. Empty. It looks like it's just a bunch of shelves with nothing on it. Some like empty, some crates that don't have any lids that don't appear to have anything in them some workshop tables. Whatever this room is right here looks empty, but you can see there's a wall right here. And then like a little ways in, into the middle of the room, looks like there's another door. So it looks like there is a room that goes into the back. So it almost looks like there's just not anything. It's just completely bare and empty. Upon first glance, yes. Yeah, I want to, if I don't see anything out in the open, I'm trying to look for... From the angle you're at, though, you can see that there's a door that goes into a back room, uh, JJ and Josiah. But Crane, you cannot. Then I guess I'll start just in, look, do an investigation with the candle around the room, trying to yeah. see anything that isn't empty. Or if, yeah, I'll look for that, and then if I don't find anything, I'll look for some sort of ledger <laughs> somewhere here. Yeah. Do not. No, yeah, you're looking around. You just from like looking around in this first, maybe like twenty by twenty, or got all my good rolls out earlier. Kind of within this thirty feet little zone by the door, you're looking around with your candle. It just looks like whoever was in here came in and cleaned this place out. You see some like scraps of some paper and some stuff like that, but it looks like whatever was in here is no longer in here. Yeah, and then you come back around, JJ. Yeah, 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 Josiah, you come back around. And, uh, yeah, you see the doors open, and you look in there, and that slat that he had opened up to walk through, you see his candle kind of flittering around in there. It's kind of hard to see him, though. Um, yeah, I'll go through this candle. Okay. Yeah, you get in there, and, uh, I don't know it's him initially. If I hear footsteps coming forward... I'll have my palm glow like a lightning blue, like I'm at the cast shocking roll a, grass. Roll a perception check. Yeah, you, okay, hear, you hear him coming. God's above, you scared the hell out of me. Uh, How'd you get in here? Uh, well, you left the door. Did you come through the door? Yeah, I couldn't really find a good way to come in through the other way around, so. 
Oh, well, I don't know how much of this you were able to see, but the place oh, looks cleaned shit. out. Yeah, looks like. Uh, you did see a door, though. He does not know that there was. I mean, is there anything else in here? Uh, well, there's a door back there in the back. Could be an office. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, you kind of remember, you kind of remember looking at the window and where it would be positioned around there. You get back there, without this place being lit up, you would have missed this door entirely. It's like the exact same color as the wall. The handle is just like, it's almost like if you took sheet metal and then just cut a door on that and then put a handle on the part you cut out. That is exactly what the door looks like. It's the same color as the wall, just a tiny little handle on it. Uh, yeah, you open it up. And it looks like there's another back room that just has a bunch of overturned crates and barrels back here that look like somebody just flipped them over, opened them up, took whatever was out of them, and just left all of them sitting there. The hell is this room for? Looks like come to some kind of storage room, but it looks like they got rid of everything <coughs> before we had an opportunity to take a look. Uh, very coincidental, I might say. You trying to say our friend Quentin had something to do with that? I think he had plenty of time to know that we were coming over here and to let these people know that uh, if they wanted to hide their evidence, they might as well go ahead and do it. Not wrong for magic very much, but I have seen you uh, talking to somebody that wasn't there, so I assume if you can do that, that possibly could as well. More than likely. Well... thought we would be able to speak with somebody over here, but if we can't, then... The tabaxi I spoke to might know whoever, say if he's seen somebody that's around here a lot, they might know something. Make a, both of you make a perception check for me, please. Seven. Ooh, 19, 20, 30, 20. Well, it was very low because I need you to hear this, so you both passed. While you're standing there, you hear a... Coming from... So you just walked in. You're in this room. You notice, on the other, when you're in this room on the other side, the doors that you the door you came through is painted a different color on this side. Like So you can see the door on this side, but not on the other side. So from that, you can actually see about 10 feet down, there's another door, which you'd assume would lead out to the same room you're in. So there's two doors in this room. You kind of hear this breeze kicking through over to your right. You both turn and see that there's another door on that side that is then disguised as a wall. And you can kind of see a little bit of a glint of light coming out of the corner of it. You hear a... What's going on here? Your guess is just as good as mine, friend. Here, you pull the door. I got the light. Right. I'll stand like... Uh, like if here's the door, I'm going to be on this side with the light like right there so, he can, angle. Yeah. so he can see pretty well in there as soon as he opens it. Yeah, you uh, you go and open the door up, and again, it is a fairly empty room. It looks like there's, but it looks like whatever this room was had purpose. There's three desks set up in a U shape with waste bins next to them and some chairs, and the chair, two of the chairs are overturned. This looks like some type of conference room. Then when I go over, I'm going to walk into the room with the candle. And, is there anything in the waste bins? Uh, there is not. But 
maybe if you make an investigation check. That was my next thing to do. Let's try this one. Ah, uh, that's that's still eleven. Eleven? Uh, yeah. You kind of are like looking around on the floor a bit, looking in the wastebasket, all of them, and under one of the desks, you see a single drop of blood in a match pack. Is the match pack kind of like if you were to go to like a, a club, have there anything on it? It does. Lift it up. In the front of it says the Tabaxi Bar. Also, would like to make an investigation check. Sure. On the just in the room. Yeah. Why don't you roll me a little check there, sir? That 20. What is that? Oh, shit. I can't even read that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're looking around. You're looking around, looking around. Uh, you, over in the corner, it looks like it's smashed. Uh, like a bottle of sorts. And you go and you put it all together. Uh, and there's a label that reads on that, gla- that smashed glass that says, uh, Giver's Hidden Ink. I'll, uh, I'll look over at Crane, and I'll do, I'll say, shh, I'll just, I'll start looking around, I, I, I think this guy's covered in this thing. Well, that was not where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, as he, as he says shush, I'm like, like just like <laughs> m- mouthing, like, what? I need to realize that no one can see me when I do that. <laughs> I'll just put my finger over my lips and I'll just take out. I'll take out my cane, the bottom of it. I'll uh, sword cane. No, that's a cane with a dagger on the end of it. Yeah, still in, also in the head. You take the head off. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I just like kick the bottom of it. Even better. It's better than the thing that I gave you. <laughs> I prefer that. Oh yeah, and I get my other glove ready to fucking shock somebody. I'll yeah. just I'll hold, I'll hold the two-handed and I'll keep it kind of out like this. And I'll start just kind of going around. Swinging that shit? Did you touch the, uh, did you touch the match pack? Like to pick it up? Probably I was looking at it and about to grab it and tell him something and then all of a sudden he's like, shh. So that I'm just I'm still crouched under the desk like, like yeah, ready you, to fucking yeah you guys somebody. wait for a second you don't hear anything milling around in here wait another minute don't hear anything you know I'm just like looking around the room and then looking at him perplexed nothing you don't hear anything right now at least. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe I smell some perfume or some cologne. You never know. No, but that's the only other notable thing you've seen in this in this uh, place is a match pack that is in the trash can or underneath the desk next to a single drop of blood that says the tabaxi. And there isn't bar. blood on the match pack. No, just next to it. Okay, so it's not blood stained. All right. After I see him swinging around. My magnifying glass. Let's see. Swinging that big dick cane. 
advantage on Arcana and investigation. Is it investigation checks to identify a magic item? Yes, related to Arcana. So if you make investigation checks that are related to Arcana, can you get advantage? Then that is what I'll do, because why not? I have it. Yeah. I'll look around the room. I'll put that in my right hand candle kind of out in front of me and look around the room. And what do you do, sir? I will look, just look around in the immediate area, and I'll walk around the room with a magnifying glass, just on the walls and floors, seeing if I can, if there's, this room was not meant to be found. I'll see what I can find, see if I find anything. Yeah, roll, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm not even going to bother rolling that one because it's caught because that's a 20. No, nat 20 plus 23. Okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, he's all right. Over, he's standing over next to that bottle, and you pull your, your magnifying glass out, and you're looking around. You see instantly a couple little spots glow around where that bottle was sitting, or a whole pile near where the bottle was sitting. It glows like a faint bluish purple. And then you see a couple speckles on the floor in the middle of the room, and then a couple on top of the desk. And you can see what looks like maybe, like, you know when you're writing with a pencil and you get, like, the edge of your hand smudge? It looks like you can make out part of where, like, a hand swirl would be on a desk from a hand pressed in, whatever this ink was. And then, as you follow that trail, and you look down near the map. <laughs> yeah. There's just Dr. Yeah, Phil's, there's Dr. <laughs> Phil's face is right there. He's, like, covered in it. There's, there's footprints on the ceiling. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you follow the trail, you look down next to the match pack. You see that there are drops of this on the floor as well. That magic ink you found over there leaves a trail if you look through this. You can see, you can see magical residue left behind or some shit like that. At least what they told me. Interesting. Yeah, I'll kind of like show it to him and say, look... I'll kind of fan it over yeah. the uh, spots. There it is. There's a handprint right here. Magic glowing speckles. You're right, friend. It was a good intuition. Somebody's trying to hide something. Also found a match box over here on the floor. When you pick up the match pack, on your your fingers instantly glow that color too. While you're looking through the magnifying glass. Even look here. It's even on the match pack. Tabaxi bar. I can go for a drink. You notice that, like all match packs, there's a flap that lifts up to cover the heads of the match. Gee, I wonder if I should flip it open. That wasn't a bait. (laughs) You know what? I'll say I could go for a drink. Pull my pipe out. And then I'll flip the lid open to get a match out to light some... I pet some tobacco in my pipe. When you flip it up, look inside. When you flip up the lid of the match pack, you see the initials TP up in the top corner. TP. This might belong to our guy. Do you maybe per se? We'll look at the match pack with the magnifying glass, or with the uh, the sleeping glass. Oh, I was already doing that anyway, because oh. I was like, look, it's got on my fingers now. Oh. But I didn't flip it open at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you see TP written in the top corner, but then when you look through the glass, 
you see in this glowing blue script, purplish blue script, it says, what does it say actually? Where are my notes? It says, Yeah, it says, I found out too late. You should know the truth. And it, a little, like all the kites and all his little sketchbooks, you see one of those drawn on here as well. Oh, that's all it says, you should know the truth? Yeah. And then it has a little kite. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll show this to him through the, uh, the magnifying glass so you can see the invisible ink. Hmm. Sounds Better. like he knew about our friend's plan all along. And it sounds as though he knew that his wife was involved with Mr. Quinn there. This might be a theory. But just humor me for a minute. I'm thinking this is what happened. Quentin Redstone has a thing going on with Rashida. She's two-timing our friend Tyron here. He works for Redstone. He finds out. What does he do? Gets unhappy. Gets unhappy. How can you take revenge? Trying to expose his little operation here, perhaps? Now, that's an interesting theory right there. Now, Maybe he was working on something a bit more uh, behind closed doors than just delivering packages. He clearly was in this room. His matchbox is here. Maybe he was involved with this sort of thing. Maybe he was going to go. Maybe he was going to go to the watch. Think he, and they took think care of business, took, took out the laundry, the yeah, trash. I think he took care of him before he could get there, huh? I think so. I like that little bat. You're like, took out the laundry, the trash, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the groceries. Everything. He took him out. He took him out. At least that's what I think. How are we going to get the evidence to prove this little theory right? But the real question is, why did Rashida owe a debt that was his life that needed to be the compensation? Hmm. You think maybe she has something to do with... Uh... She clearly owed somebody something. They didn't even refer to her as R.P., R R. Maybe she's been running this business all along. <clears throat> What's the angle about bringing Tyron to this? Why are they married? Why is she married to him at all? Maybe she's married to him because he's. Well, the son's bad after the fact. But maybe he's weak. 
Maybe he's a good front, a good cover. Maybe something. Especially if Quentin doesn't want anybody knowing that he's involved with Rashida. Maybe so. Let's see what this tabaxi bar has for us. Then, curious, as I like flick the corner of the match pack, I'll say, uh, curious what fully the truth entails. As you flick that, you hear a... <laughs> it sounds like that sliding door has now opened all the way up. As you, you hear two me. voices... <laughs> you think we hide here? We dip. There's only apparently one way out of here. Yeah, you would know that this opens up into one room with two doors, and then straight out the, into the main room, out the bay door. Uh, I'll hide in this room. Let's just close the door. My fear is they're out there going to try to take care of us, too. I think this runs a little too deep to worry about two bureau investigators. As you hear some... Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, if I know they're getting close, then I'm just going to close the door into the room where the three desks make a U. Yeah. And just then I'll blow the candle out. Yeah, you hear some footsteps outside. Uh, moving, like they're throwing some stuff around in that big room out front. Here. <laughs> and you hear the ringing? Oh, I think that's also a good idea. Two and a three. Nice. So Bingo. five in total. Twenty-one. Man, fuck. <laughs> Man, fuck. Uh, yeah, you feel like you're pretty stealth. You're unsure. I want, to, uh, so I want to like, go in there where the, one of the desks that they can't see the underside of in that U-shape. I'm just going to go hide under the desk. Hide under the desk. Fine, you're hidden. <laughs> Put the Quite candle good. away. Have the hands ready to shocking grasp if I need to. Okay. Well, then you're not. Hey. <laughs> this is where having this is where having sleep would come into very. Handy. Yeah, you feel pretty yeah. hidden. You're kind of like he blew the candle out before you were ready, so you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, I can't see where I am. <laughs> so you like think you're hidden, unsure. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and you hear those footsteps out there, and then you hear one of those. Uh, you hear one guy go, hey, yeah, as you hear that other door, get like it just gets swung open. <laughs> you hear some footsteps scuffling around in that room directly out front of yours. <laughs> you hear some barrels get kicked around. <laughs> some box crates get, you know. <laughs> you hear just footsteps murmuring around out there. <laughs> and then they get right up on your door. Can you hear? He says that. <laughs> and, they, and they go, what was that noise? <laughs> Somebody's made an automatopia. <laughs> As this door slowly begins to open. I'm just trying to hide in the shadow, in the shadows into the desk. I'm ready. It gets opened up a peak, so when it o it opens inward, it opens in just the peak. You see a glimmer, a little bit of a light come in from just the outside light from that bay door being open out front. 
uh, that kind of cuts into the right side of the room. You guys are over on the left side. Uh, the door stops right there, and you can kind of see a little bit of a shadow like it's looking in the room. And it opens up a little bit more where it can kind of like see over into the back corner. It just kind of looks in. The door stays open, and you hear the footsteps clamor away a bit. And you hear them get a little further away. And right now, you don't hear anything. Before they get too far away, I want to see if I can catch a glimpse of anybody when they leave. Uh, yeah, make a, uh, make a perception check. It's a nine. Uh, you don't really catch a whole lot of anything. You just kind of make out that it's two large-framed individuals. Okay. Yeah, then I'll just wait till the sa- the steps disappear. Yeah, um, you guys wait maybe two, three minutes. You don't hear any of the doors close, though. But you kind of hear a... blowing in from the outside street. You don't hear any footsteps or any murmuring anymore. Hands on the desk. Just the eyes. Top of the head looking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then I'll just kind of you guys are in this dark room with just a one like light beam cutting through. Do any of these desks have doors? Uh, and only it looks like only one of them does. It has a one single pull out drawer in the middle. I open that one. See if they left anything behind. It's locked. Well, I'll mm. go over there and uh, I'll I'll pick it. Okay. Yeah. Make a lock pick. Wow, doggy fucking. <laughs> what does that make? What does that make it? Ten. Ten. Uh, it takes a minute, and then when you finish, it makes a loud. Yeah. What was that? Different. You do that, and you kind of quietly open up the dresser drawer, of dresser, whatever. The fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, you pull that open, um, and it looks like this thing is just full of matchbooks that say Tabaxi Bar. Let me get like, the magnifying glass back out. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them are in there? Uh, maybe like 10 or 15 of them. I'll pull them all out, lay them all on top of the desk, all back to back, and flip them all open and then look at the tabs. Uh, yeah, you look at all of them, and uh, it looks like maybe they had just been testing out the invisible ink on all these. You just see kind of like scribbles and doodles and like little tiny notes that don't really mean anything. Uh, however, it looks like every single one of these has the initials TP on the top of I'll show. I'll let him look through the magnifying glass. Wow. Why would he have so many matchbooks over here? Why would he sign his initials every time? Well, is this their way of passing secret information to each other? Passing out matchbooks with hidden invisible mean, uh, messages in the flap? That could be. Could be the case. Let's take a look. Maybe that's what his main job was in this whole thing. Maybe he was the messenger. Literally. Dropped off at a place, worked with Redstone, you drop off a matchbook. The message inside. So you think he was delivering some type of coded, coded information to quit? Could be. Clearly, now, clearly he was important enough or knew something that was worth his life. But if he knew that Putin and his wife were together, why would he be willing to do such an important job? Probably was what he's doing before he knew. 
Who's to say he didn't learn until last night, day before? Well, learning that information and deciding to do something against Quentin could be the catalyst for his death. At least that's what I'm starting to think. Let's get the hell out of here. We don't need the rest of these matchbooks. We just need this one, I think. As you hear, <coughs> heavy door close. Say, we thought we had somebody in there. Come on up now. Say, so you ever use that thing? Looking at the, the cane? Because you might have to use it now. Let's try to talk our way out first if we can. It's still very dark in here. Now that they've closed that bay door, extremely dark in here. I'll uh, go over to where I think the wall is, and as long as I can, I'll also walk in darkness and like run my hand along the wall and find the door that led into the next yeah, room. Yeah, you find the door that was ajar. You kind of... Just a bit. And I'll just go into that middle room that had this next secret door in it, mm -hmm. and I'll just listen in there to try to gauge where <clears throat> I think they are. If I don't see them using any light, I can only assume they're in darkness as well. Yeah, make a perception check. Ah! It's a three. Yeah, it's hard to tell where they are, but you can hear some feet scuffling in the big room out front. Finally, you hear one of them. It sounds like maybe a pole or something clanging against something here. Come on up, come on up! <laughs> Oh, you thought you could sneak around now, could you? I'll try to find yeah. my way to the where that door is that leads into the main room, mm -hmm. so I'm right against the wall. I'm ready to just grab whoever comes in there. Okay, yeah. Since I know this is only going to go one way. Uh, yeah, I'll also roll, go ahead and roll stealth, I guess. Yeah, that's also true. I need to roll stealth. Nice, 19. Yeah, you... No! That's a 7. <laughs> now that you kind of feel like you've been, your eyes have adjusted a little bit, even though it's still dark in here, you, uh, you, Josiah, definitely feel like you're like, alright, now I'm hidden. Nice. And then opposite for Crane this time around, he's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you both, I'm assuming, are now out in the that like second room. That's where I am. Yeah, if I know they're in there, I can only assume they think we're in. And you knew in here there were some scattered crates and barrels of large variety. So these are things that you could hide behind. Uh, but you hear him them just kind of scuffling around uh, out in that main room still. I guess waiting for you to make a noise or a move. Is there any light coming from that for previous room at all? The one window that you looked in. There's one beam of light that cuts through the middle of the room, like, through the middle of the room and places itself right in the middle of the room, and there's an empty crate right there with this lid sort of ajar, and that's the only bit of light right there. So that's probably how they're moving around the room. Yeah, I'm just going to wait. They're going to find their way in here eventually, and I'm going to jump somebody. Yeah, so you kind of sit there and wait. You kind of hear a... Come on out, come on out. See the other guy go. I'm not waiting all day here. Make a, make a, both of you make a perception check. 
14. No, I know that's dogs. Okay, yeah. Uh, eight. <clears throat> you both are by that, um, the left, I guess if you're looking at it from the bay door, there's a left door and right door into the second room. You guys are by the sec- uh, the right door. You can hear their footsteps starting to go towards that left door. Like they're trying to go out the side of the door and leave? No, like, so there's the main room, mm-hmm. the bay door opens in. up into the main room. Then this room has two doors, a left door and a right door, that both lead in here. They were hidden doors. And then on the right wall of the second room goes into that little office you were in. So there's two doors into the room. Into the room you're in, yes. And they're going to the left door. And you I'm by, right, by the door. right door. I'll make my way over there. I know they're coming. Make your way over where? To the right door. You're already by the right door. Or the left door, I mean. Oh. If that's you wherever they are. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going to fight these guys. Okay. Yeah. Either that or I don't know what weapons they're wielding either. So yeah, I have no idea. That's what I mean. I might have about to get fucking blasted if I can help. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. You need to make a stealth check. You notice it? though, from where you're at, the bay door a bit has one tiny little sliver of light coming through it. Like they didn't close it all the way to lead out. Yeah, like they just kind of slammed it shut and maybe it bounced open just the. Can bit. I see him at all? Or is he? He's, he's like right super next to you. Right? He's like you. I don't know. Make a perception check. You knew he was behind you before. Fourteen. What'd you get on yourself? Was it like a twenty something. I have no idea. You don't. You can't feel him that he's behind you right now, but you are assuming that he's probably still. Behind. I'll just kind of lean my head back and just whisper and say, "What do you think we should do? We should, we should we run and come up through the other door. Should we fight him?" Honestly, I think we got that. We're gonna keep on looking. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll say I'm hidden by the door. Let's jump up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to walk my way over there. Can I make another stealth check? Yes, because you're moving. Thirteen. Okay. Still better than the time before. Yeah. So you kind of, <laughs> you kind of duck walk a little bit over towards that other door, and you, you feel like you can hear footsteps. Just scuffling, literally right on the other side of that doorway. Like they're literally on the wall, on the opposite side of the wall, behind you. Let's see here. Let's grab a chair. Let's see. There is a wastebasket on the floor right next to you. I also have a concealed dagger. Let's pull that out. Okay. Yeah, I'll pull. Uh, I'll pull a dagger out, and I'll wait a little bit and see if they come in. If they're just outside, and I'll just sit there quietly and wait. Uh, yeah. You hear one pair of footsteps right there, and then you, Josiah, being by the other door, you then hear a pair of footsteps scuttering over by you. Nice. Yeah, I'll also pull up my. Or I'll hit the bottom of my. Uh, Okay. Get out the dagger. All right. Not too handless. Okay. And as you're both sitting there, waiting, almost holding your breath, you almost can't even breathe, waiting for something to happen. You 
can hear the wind blowing through the door to the side of you. Hear some clamoring of people out of the warehouse district on the outside, but it's almost like by the time the noise gets to you, the only thing you can hear in this moment is the beating of your own heart and the scuffles of shoes right next to you. As both of these adversaries step through both of the doors at the same time and say, we know you're in here. Quit fucking around already. I'm just gonna fucking jam the knife right in that throat. Yeah, make a make a surprise same. attack. They're they're actually city watchmen. I just heard <laughs> <you> <laughs> him. Fuck it. We heard there was a storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both you make a surprise attack. Come on, please. Those was it advantage. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, with yeah, that's a dirty twenty. That is also... A nat 20. No. Is that not a... Oh, it's a four. I thought it was a yours. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yours had I had like mine, where it had like a symbol for the 20. That's what I thought it was. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Oh, yeah. Both of those hit it most definitely. Nice. Yeah, roll some damage. For three points of piercing damage. Pull out a gun. Oh, wait, shit, hold up. That's actually supposed to make sense. So that is for eight. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, when that guy walks through your door. How do you want to kill him? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, generate most of the power from like my back of the staff mm-hmm. and kind of just pull it up, push with my backhand and just rake it up his entire body. Yeah, he just as you hear the other guy, he gets stabbed by you and he goes oh fuck the fuck is going on in here and uh, yeah, your guy just falls to the floor and these are just like normal people we just killed I hope that that's actually what's going on and the guy that (laughs) the guy that Crane that you just hit we lose our badges (laughs) Crane, the guy that you uh, just hit he uh, pulls a pipe out of the back of his belt as he like <laughs> as he like kind of shoves you off from that stab that you just gave him. I got my my glove hands up <laughs> as he uh, he's like hitting it in the middle of his of his palm and he goes, "You don't fucking pay for that one." As he's like, <laughs> "Shit," weaving a bit. I'll say, uh, "Take it, Mister Redstone sent you." He spits blood in your face. Goes, I don't have to fucking tell you shit. Fair enough. Yeah, and then uh, roll initiative, please. No, that's just an eight. Hey. Got 14. It's okay, we just gotta beat him, though. Hmm. It's gonna be close. What'd you get? 14. Uh, well, that was 11, right? I don't think they get any bonus to their stuff, so. Ooh. Yeah. So, you guys so yeah, it means first. you go first. It's clockwise from him. Bet. Yeah, I'm just gonna come up and uh, attack him. And just... Yeah, go for it. He sees literally. Yeah, so uh, make an attack. Make your attack ass. roll on Sir Josiah. Come on, JJ. Oh, that's bad. Okay, good. 21. Yeah, that hits him. 
Yeah, you go up and <laughs> what? What? It was with the thing under your cane, right? Mm-hmm. Your cane. Yes, sir. You go in and go with the and like you'd imagine for a person of this stature, because now that you're up close on him, you see that this guy is built built different, kind of almost like your friend uh, Quentin is. It's like fucking Dolph Lundgren. And you literally go up there, and it's like for like half a second you were scared. You were like, I hope. My dagger does something. I hope it doesn't just bounce off this man's diamond abs. But you get a good hit on him, and he just kind of like, uh, uh, like shoves you off a bit. But yeah, you land a hit. And then uh, I guess right. it's old man Crane's turn. Well, since my dagger's in, still stuck inside of him, uh, I'm going to try to cast Shocking Grasp on him and hope it works. Roll the cast. It doesn't work. Yeah, you're like, uh, uh, uh. Put your hands up and go, and you see like a little tiny fizzle. Just go, <laughs> and yeah. he goes. He goes. Oh, poor little old man can't get it up, can he? Eh? <laughs> Do something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's in my Yeah. Uh, you just, Josiah, you just stab the fuck out of him. So he's definitely gonna try to hit you. Good. Good. I welcome it. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. <laughs> I fucking dare you. Oh, yeah. He he fitting to, oh, yeah, fit to do that. He takes uh, his lead pipe and, uh, yeah, just cracks you in the side of the ribs. Good. Oh, shoot. Bet you fucking won't. I guarantee you that he will. Mmm. Oh, you shouldn't have said Shouldn't have said that. Mm. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because that hits you for hits you for uh, eight points of damage. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. As he you know what? swings at his heart. No, it doesn't. Dave. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Four. But yeah, he went to crack you with the side of your ribs, and that hurt a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, it hurt a lot. I didn't like it. Not even a little bit. Yeah, and then he's gonna turn. Uh, he's gonna turn to ah. you sitting on the floor, and he's also going to attempt to swing his lead pipe down on you because you're you're kind of crouched, right? I just at that point came out and just tried to okay, shock yeah. him. Okay, yeah. Well, then he's gonna try to swing at you as well. And he, my uh, eleven. Yeah, he misses. Ooh, he swings buddy. and hits the wall, and he goes, King, and a spark flies off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. Then it's back around to our friend Josiah. He almost tried. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, baby. yeah, that gets him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sure does. And that gets him too. That's another six points of damage. Another six points. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. This is about to be a big, big boy if he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's hurting. He's hurting very bad after you get that little bit on him. You know what? As he kind of looks at you, he goes, he spits out some more blood, and he goes, oh, fuck. 
as he starts to kind of hobble out the door. Nice. Are we trying to run? Yeah, he's trying I'm to get try out the to door. Shock him yeah, go for Come it. on, please. Oh, good. That, at least that goes off. Yeah, he kind of spins around and starts to go through the door, and you grasp in the bag, the, like the back of the, just you know, as he's going, you like get any any bit of the back of him you can, small <laughs> back, whatever. You just kind of like ah. As your I'll gloves start to, okay, yeah. I, I just jump and yeah. try to shock. As it, your gloves start to spark. Oh, that might not be enough. That's uh, yeah, that's a nine. That's, that, yeah, that's probably not enough to hit that. A nine total. Yep. They're just my plus three. It yeah. does not. <gasps> yeah, you go to make the, the leap and jump, and you fall. <laughs> Land on the floor. As he's... Yeah, he's going to take all his movement to go out, um, move two zones, and he is now about to walk out the door. I'm from the ground of the warehouse. Don't let him get away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to chase after him. And attack him. Well, you might have to probably take you two you zones two to catch zones. up to him. Throw something at him. Go a zone and try to fucking hit his ass. There's something. a wastebasket right down next to where you guys were fighting. Throw a fucking chair at him or something. Captain my staff. Captain my uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my cane at him? Yeah, oh my god. Fucking javelin his ass. Hell yeah. We'll do a D4. Cool. Come on, baby, please. Oh, oh man. Shit. A ten. You throw your cane and it hits as he slides through the door. Your cane goes. Tum. I want to go and try and retrieve it and catch back up to him. Yeah, it is now. Uh, let's, see what I've, let's see what I've got here. What could I throw at him? I'll just throw the fucking leather journal at him. <laughs> you said there's a. Is there like a. Um, is it like a waste basket? What's it made out of? Metal? Uh. Yeah, it looks like it's some kind of like call. You know what? Fuck it. I'll pick up the trash can. And I'll move one zone. And then I'll try to th hit him with it. Yeah, go for I'll it. I'll try to fucking throw it at him. Why not? Oh, shit. That's a 14. That hits. Nice. <laughs> Come on, baby. D4. D4. Let's go. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's about to slip <laughs> right through that door, and he's hobbling. He's got blood dripping out of him. Yeah, you just sling that waste basket. Hits him right in the back of the head, and his head hits the door. And he just Ooh. he goes. You hear a large. You hear a crack. It goes, as then he falls down on his back, back into the warehouse. It absolutely. As I'll stand up and like dust myself off, wipe the dust off my face, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have jumped like that. So I'm like, hold my back a little bit. Wait, let him get away though. See what he has on him. I'll talk over, look over at him. Yeah, I'll go up to it. <laughs> up, to it up to him. And I'll waddle to the guy that's closer that he ganked on the other side of the room, and I'll see see if he what he's got going on. I'll make an investigation. Less of a walk. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking ganked him with a trash can. WWE style. Yeah, the first guy that you uh, killed, actually just, he's legitimately dead, laying on the floor. Uh, it's a pile of blood. And, um, yeah, he is dressed in all black with black leather gloves on. Uh, 
you know, business informal. Like he's definitely not the guy who's sitting in the office talking to people, but he's dressed up to do a job. Uh, but yeah, all black, black leather gloves. Um, this guy's bald entirely, smooth head. Nice. Uh, looks as though he had a concealed weapon, but did not have time to retrieve it. I'll take it. Yeah, just a little dagger. Mm, actually, I won't, because now this is a crime scene. I'll leave that alone. But I will search him if he has a, a note from anyone important that's like, go kill these people. Uh, That first guy you searched does not have a note on him, no. The one that he murdered? Yes, he doesn't have a note. Murdered is such a strong word. I mean, he was going to kill us, so you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, then if that's the case, I won't search this guy, or I won't stay much longer with his body if he doesn't have anything on him. I'll go back over to him since I know he's hurt. Make sure that he's all right. You all right? Uh, I've had I've had worse happen to me before, I suppose. Uh, can't say I'm feeling great though. Probably broke a couple ribs. I wouldn't put yep. I want to go get that checked out after this. Yeah. We need to do that before we go to the bar. No. I think that we might. I'll just get a drink at the bar, man. That's, it'll be fine. <sighs> well, what's on this one? Is he dead? Through that trash can as hard as I could. Yep. It, it looks like he's pretty dead. Well, that's probably for the best. He was going to kill us anyway. Yeah, didn't find dead. anything. I didn't find anything on the other guy that you killed. What about this one? You search him yet? Uh, Here. Yeah. You take you take a, a sit out for a minute. I could do that. Took a pretty yeah. nasty blow. Yeah, I'll do. I'll make an investigation. Check. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll make an investigation. Actually, are there any chairs in here in this in this warehouse? In this part, in like the main room, you're right by the door now. I go and just like grab a chair from like the previous uh, one of the previous rooms and just pull it out there for him to sit down for a second. And then I'll search this guy mm-hmm. or try to. Hey, that's a. 22. Yeah, you finger around in his pockets. Um, Gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you find that he does not have a weapon. Looks like that the pipe was his weapon. Oh, you touch feet. Uh, the pipe was his weapon of choice, but he is also dressed in all black with black uh, leather gloves on. Uh, he has a little bit of hair, but uh, it's very thin. Uh, you dig around in his pockets. And find two gold pieces, nice, and a note that's folded up that says, "Clean the place out. Keep an eye on it." has a broken wax sealed stamp on it. I take the the severed stamp and like reclose it to try to like put the scene together. Does it match the one I saw before? It does. On the that letter that you found in We didn't their see we didn't see that stamp or insignia anywhere within Redstone since they didn't have a sign, right? Did they have uh, anything in there? Make an intelligence check. Nice. What is that? 14? Yeah. So 17. 
you think back as hard as you can, you think back to all of those folded parchments on Quentin's desk that he was signing. And the wax seal on this looks oddly similar to the one on all of those finished letters that he was signing. Well, in case you didn't figure it out already. Ah, oh, fuck. Redstone sent him. I'll throw the I'll throw the letter that was on the guy over there to him. Look at the seal. It matches the one that was he was signing on the desk. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, at least we got proof. Kind of figured from the start he was gonna try to have us killed. But yes, proof definitely is a wonderful thing. Better reach out to Alabaster. I'll pull the horn out and try to send a message to him that says, "At Eastern Warehouse of Redstones, empty but suspicious clues. Hitmen sent to kill us. Defended ourselves. Redstone sent them." Yeah, immediately you get a buzz back. <laughs> you get a buzz back that says, copy. Go check out. Go check out next place. Find clues. We'll send men to keep eye on warehouse and clean up. Again, be safe. Report back. After he says that, Soon. I'll say, uh, you know what's interesting, Josiah? Uh, Just chatted with Alabaster. Told him what happened. Uh, he said, go to the next place and look for clues. I didn't mention the next place. Hmm. You think he's in on it too? Can we trust anyone at this point? I was the first one saying that the city watch <laughs> I thought was a little. You know, but the fucking bureau. That's a whole new level. I've been I've been working with the bureau for over twenty years. I just started, but I mean. I'd be a pickle in a barrel if I thought this place was a spit shine away from being perfect, all right? I suppose that's a colorful way to put that. Uh, yeah, sure. As you're like, <laughs> broke, you got like three broken ribs, you're like, oh, if, I a, if I was a pickle in a barrel, I'd... Oh, God, no, I made mean, What the fuck I just said? <laughs> that's some Lincoln lawyer shit right there. I have no idea what I just said, dude. <laughs> I'll say, uh, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what's the angle here? Are we supposed to be the scapegoat because somebody caught their dirty dealings? That woman in the, in the apartment? Think she's in danger now, too? I don't know if she's in danger or not. I mean, she's a part of this somehow. I just can't put my finger on how or why. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm fairly certain that she's mixed up with Quentin somehow. Obviously, I mean, got a plan. 
we give Alabaster a time. We're going to be at the Tabaxi Bar. He clearly expects us to be there. We wait across the street, see who shows up. They got a firing squad waiting for us. We'll see it coming. All right. And if Alabaster doesn't send men there, it's clean. I think that's a mighty fine idea right there, friend. I don't know what it is we're stumbling upon. It's clearly bigger than just a man murdered in an alley. This feels like something deep, something systemic to the core. <laughs> I have to agree with you, friend. Alabaster, you got a copy? Wait a minute. Yeah. What do you need? Heading to Tabaxi Bar. What time is it right now? Let's see. Mm, coming up on two in the afternoon. And you guys are, from his map, you would know that this place is a ten minute walk from here. Heading to Tabaxi Bar in one hour. We'll let you know what we find. And that's all I'll say. Yeah, you get a buzz back that says, copy. Don't get in over your head. Report back anything you find. Over. Don't get in over our heads, huh? I'll take a drag off my, uh, my pipe. Pick a bad day to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, very much in that vein. Readjust my little, my jacket and my hat. Dust myself off one more time, and then I'll step out of the warehouse. Yeah, you uh, you both step out into the street. Uh, it's very quiet down on this end of whatever this little warehouse or district is. You can hear some more hustle and bustle further up, like when you actually get formally back into the Tabaxi Alley. Uh, but it's pretty quiet down on this end. I want to find a way where we can stake out across the way from this bar so we can wait till an hour arrives and see if anybody shows up, is tipped off to show up at the same time. Yeah, uh, Josiah, you uh, walk you and Crane over to this Tabaxi Alley bar. Um, and yeah, it looks kind of like a little dive bar kind of looking thing. Uh, not super big, not super fancy, but a lot of people here already at, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon. Seems to be just the place to hang out if you're on lunch or have nothing else to do in this part of town. Uh, yeah, across the street, you can kind of see uh, there's a tiny little alley, even though this is literally in an alleyway, there's an even tinier little alleyway. It looks like you guys might be able to wedge right in there and sit behind some uh, scrap barrels and crates. I'll sit behind some and kind of like rustle my clothes up a little bit and make my hat look disheveled and uh, let's see. Just kind of make it look like I'm a passed out during the day kind of like drunk since I don't look as prim and proper as him so if anybody can see me I'm just kind of hanging out over there but my face is kind of you know kind of obscured by the hat just so I can see the bar front doors. Okay. Yeah. 
and you, Josiah, Josiah? Uh, I'm just going to go up and sit at the bar. Okay, yeah. I'll stake it out inside, I guess. Don't know how I'm going to reach you, but I will. I'll stay outside just in case. Yeah, you go inside. Uh, you open up the door. It's a glass front. Um, this looks like probably one of the nicer places back tucked back here in this little alley because they actually have glass windows and stuff. Uh, just one big glass window and a little glass and a door that has a glass window in that as well. You open it up and a bell rings on the top. As a, you see a tabaxi cleaning out a glass mug and he looks over at you and he goes, he, uh, he's a human. Well, uh, I reckon so. Huh. Well, he sees a lot of yous coming around in here, but uh, I don't mind. I know some of the other folk around here do, but I don't. Uh, money's money. Alcohol's alcohol, you know. I do have money. I do want alcohol. So I guess we are... Uh, well, friend, I think we're going to be friends. I was just about to say something along those lines. As you, you sit down and you're... Ah! Yeah, 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 ribs. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh... Some of the matter with you's? Ah. Just, you know, in, in a bit of pain here and there. You know. So is the nature of the job. Well, I'd help you out if I could, but, uh... Well, you can help I'm like out, a, but... I'm like a cat person, so I don't really know how that all works ah. on you. Well, you can just help me out by giving me some some spirits. Now that I can do as he goes and fills you up the pipe. Yeah. Ah! yeah, he sets it down. You can see it like there's an older looks like an older cat. You can see like some hair on this tabaxi that forms almost maybe like a like a like a brush looking mustache of just like thick fur around him. He's got like gray and speckled and he's wearing like a little newsy cap. And there's one sitting across from him that's reading the paper and it's hard to tell what he looks like. Uh, and you see a barmaid uh, looking to Baxi, who looks like she's over there putting down a couple little drinks for them. And you see what looks like maybe they, over in the back, it's just long, like most bars, it's set up in a long ways. You see a couple little booths, and in the back, there's a door, and then two little tiny tables with some chairs around it, and then like a tiny circular stage, like they maybe play music back there in the evenings. There's a, there's a piano back there. Uh, yeah, but it's pretty quiet in here, other than you and him. And he goes, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, he puts your drink down. Because I don't really got a lot of human folk like you walking around in these parts. Uh, kind of keep to ourselves a bit. Uh, don't want to get pushed out again. Just looking for a place to <laughs> stretch and have a cat nap, I guess. <laughs> well... I suppose uh, if you don't get a lot of humans around here, you might uh, they might stick out like a sore thumb to you then. Well, they don't have thumbs, but they do. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, um... Speaking of which, thumbless. uh... What? Uh, sorry. I was just seeing <laughs> if you possibly had, uh, had seen a human in particular... Around these parts, named a tyrant. Tyrant Pinnacle. Tyrant Pinnacle. Can't say the name rings a bell, but I will say that. Uh, it's a check. 
That was a 16. 16? Oh, oh, yeah, shit. he lied. He lied big time. He nice. said, uh, yeah, I, uh, nice. that name doesn't ring a bell exactly, but I did see maybe uh, some humans come through the other day. Hey, whoa. Okay. Okay, uh, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we start telling the truth around here, and uh, we can make this go a lot easier. See, it's pull out my badge. Tyron is dead. No shit. Tyron? Uh, yeah. Damn. Stabbed three times. I knew those bastards would get to him one day. Now, which bastards are we talking about here? Because everybody seems to quote him as a fun-loving, friendly guy, up to nothing but good. I don't know who exactly they were, but uh, Tyron helped us out around here. He uh, often a lot of us tabaxi kind of get running the sweatshops about back. Uh, he was kind of helping. He kind of kept an eye out on us, helped us a bit. Uh, you know, give us a little bit of information that would help some of our other friends uh, keep it up and up. At least be able to, you know, have maybe some dirt on our uh, sweatshop wardens, so to say, in case anything ever went south. Uh, he was a big help. Sorry to hear about that, man. Dude, you happened to see him last night. Hmm. Can't say that he came through here last night. He does stop through here pretty frequently, though. We talk quite a bit, but, uh... Does he happen to tell you any sort of things that they make him deliver that may be a bit questionable? I know he was saying something about the last two or three jobs he'd been running, uh... He was moving some unfavorable things. The exact nature... I cannot tell you, but he seemed concerned about some of it. Uh, why can't you tell me, friend? Because I don't know. You don't know or you don't want to tell? It's a little bit of both. If I knew, I'd be scared to tell you. But These men say they're going to hurt you if you do. Hurt me, hurt my friends, hurt my family. They, uh, they abuse us back here. We're just trying to live. Did you go on record saying that uh, Quentin Redstone is the leader of that operation that does these things to you? He looks around. His eyes flutter out the door and out the windows, and he goes, Is anybody outside while I'm outside keeping watch? As you look in the window and see whoever, whatever this tabaxi he's talking to, you see their I eyes flutter. Any windows. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, I just saw I saw an opening there, like a window. And you took it. I did. Yeah, you're looking in the window, looking at them, and that tabaxi peeks out the doors and stuff at the window front and is like darting his eyes around. When you do that, you see a city watchmen start to walk up the street. How many? Just one? Just one. He's a ways away. He's maybe like 40 feet down the street. But, uh, yeah, you're in there talking to him. He darts his eyes around. He goes, I wish I could say it was him. I really could. That'd make it easy, but I feel like there's so many hands in the pot. 
I couldn't say for certain. But I know whoever was kicking the kicking Tyron around. It was hurting him. Said he was having some troubles with some things. I don't know if it meant work, I don't know if it meant life, but something was bothering him. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing here recently, at least. I've been hearing one thing and then another, but it seems as though that seems to be more so the truth. He goes, uh, he looks around again. He looks at the back door, that door all the way in the back of the bar. He goes, boss ain't supposed to, supposed to know that I'm telling people this, but uh, I saw two humans come through the other day. A woman, dark black hair tied up in a knot, and another another male human. I don't, I can't describe him exactly, but uh, was he a taller gentleman? I don't know. I didn't get a good look at him, but uh, just human again, a little bit darker, kind of like he points over to the back seat that has like brownish fur. He's like, kind of like that maybe. I don't know. Just a little bit darker for you human folk. Uh, she walked in with him, and then, I don't know, my shift was up. I didn't see if they left again or whatever, but that always stands out, especially using the back room. Hmm. I wish I could be a more help. Anybody trying to help Quint, uh, Tyron? Keep know. an eye on that guard. How close is he? He's getting closer. Our devilishly handsome heroes may have ensnared themselves into something that goes deeper than they anticipated. Will the city guard catch up to them? And what insight lies beyond that door?